The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, uh, October 23, 2018, and this is The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. My name is Bob. Hello. Hello, Bob. Coming up on today's show, Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment is here. We're calling bullshit on an NBC News poll regarding early voting and the midterms. So get ready. This is going to happen a lot between now and next Tuesday, or in the next two weeks at least. Trump is desperately pandering to racists to save his ass from impeachment. Yep, and he's also, uh, he's also lying about putting in a middle-class tax cut. There's no pander that he won't throw out there. He's going to pander to everybody because he's terrified of what might happen in the midterms. Anyway, what good is the tax cut if we're ramping up toward a nuclear confrontation with Russia anyway, right? Sleep tight, America. And (laughs) the midterms are just days away, and now you can remind yourself to vote every time you wash by picking up Bubble Genius's Vote Soap. It's a five-ounce bar of sweet-smelling soap, artistically carved into the shape of the word vote with a third of the proceeds going to resistance candidates across the country. Right now, in the final stretch, that's so important. Only $7 from Bubble Genius, but use our promo code BOBC for 15% off your entire order, only from BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from resistance headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I have so many properties and so many businesses, incredible businesses. And one of the incredible businesses I have, you know, Chris, I happen to have it with me right here. It's something called Trump Foie Gras. Look at this, just incredible. So Looks like a tuna can. Good camera on that. This is the highest. cameras on it. This is the highest quality foie gras made for my own liver. And I have Ivanka shove a tube down my throat and force feed me grain every Thursday. This is starting to feel like an infomercial. And I'm comfortable with that. I like it. I think that's good television. Let's keep going. Trump foie gras is the highest quality. I mean, it's my liver and I have the best liver. I have incredible bile production. Where would I get it? I mean, this just seems like something you have to get for a fancy market, like supermarket out of the Hamptons or something. It's currently available at Brookstone's right next to the vibrating chairs. Bob Seska. I don't know what we're yelling about. The Bob Seska Show. Okay, here we go. It is the Trump crisis day 642 and just 14 days to go until the 2018 midterms. 14. That's it, folks. Final stretch. Get your voting fingers warmed up and get in line. Get ready. Oh, look right over there. TV's Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. Hi, Bob. Thank you. But you know I'm just here for the money. That's... That's all I care about. That's hey, okay. listen, uh, I and I'm uh, a little down today <laughs> because today, today was the day I was going to head over to the Museum of the Bible to see the uh, Dead Sea Scroll. <laughs> That's right, I read about that. Yeah, yeah there's uh, like fakes, the, right? They're fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Copies it, it, of the turn, Dead Sea Scroll. Turn, turns out some of their exhibits aren't aren't real things. <laughs> see, you know, I don't want any Dead Sea Scrolls. I want some living Sea Scrolls. Give me some That's fresh right. Sea Scrolls. You know, there's nothing worse than Sea Scrolls that are just kind of fishy smelling. Maybe they've had to remove the exhibit of the Dead Sea Scrolls that turned out to be fake, so maybe they could just put up a copy of the Da Vinci Code or <laughs> something instead. I don't know. <laughs> okay, probably, well. Uh, probably would have gotten body slammed anyway. <laughs> All right, well, I'm really, really excited. The reviews are in from our big interview with Tony Atamanik from The President yes. Show yesterday. Yes. The special last night was, of course, hilarious and shockingly plausible because what he did was they predicted what's going to happen from this point through the year 2030. So we get oh, an entire dear. documentary timeline of the future history of Donald T- Trump. Tell me he's not still president in 2030. He is not still president in 2030. In fact, I'm not going to spoil what happens by okay, 2030. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. It's absolutely stunningly hilarious. And one of my favorite parts was uh, somewhere in between leaving office and what ends up happening to him by 2030, mm-hmm. he ends up on uh, a bunch of different reality shows, one one of them being Vander Trump Rules, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, we, we're getting lots of positive remarks about the yeah. interview yesterday with Tony Atamanik on our interview show. Angela Claire Phillips Mills says, uh, this is a brilliant interview, very enjoyable. Andrew Coutinho uh-huh. says, incredible interview. Mark Ash, great interview, thanks. Clifford says, wow, who knew a comedian could be so deep and well-spoken? Actually, yeah. most of the good ones, he says. That's true. Uh, Justin Robertson says, fantastic interview, Bob. I'm going to listen to this one again. That's that's wow. amazing. You listen to this thing twice. Not only is Tony Atamanik a great impersonator, he has some incredible insights. William Refsland says, uh, ditto on previous posts. I got his book and will watch all of his stuff. Awesome interview. And Stephen A. Blazo says, it's hard to imagine Trump has, as anything other than a soulless creature, but leave it to a comedian who lampoons the guy for a living to teach us empathy. Well done. So I was really, really, really happy to hear all of those. Yeah, it's empathy. For, Very nice. Yeah. I mean, he said, you know, Tony said a couple of things that I didn't entirely agree with, but, you know, the interview shows really, they're not about me. I get to squawk all I want here on this show and on the Thursday show and on the Friday show. Mondays right. and Wednesdays, depending on when we do the interview show, those are for the guests. So if- Now, I haven't, I haven't had a chance yet. I've been, <clears throat> I've been busy with the news, but I haven't had a chance yet to uh, see either Tony's special or to listen to your interview. I remember how excited you were about that interview last week. And I just, before I sit down and listen, you weren't too much of a fanboy, were you? Uh, no, thank God. Good. I wasn't Good. all fanboyish. Good. Although sometimes I <laughs> tend to get that way. In fact, <laughs> we were talking about some of his field pieces that they do, which is uh-huh. to me the, the uh-huh. funniest stuff when Trump is out yes. and about. And one of the things I didn't get to ask him about was Donald Trump fearing stairs and slopes, which is something <laughs> that he always, that Tony always incorporates into that show. Like the little, uh, the little wheelchair accessible ramp that's at, uh, uh-huh. street corners at intersections the seeing tony atamanic as trump like on his hands and knees crawling down that little <laughs> ramp in order to <laughs> in order to uh, cross the street is just absolutely presumably hysterical. presumably because he can't see his feet because yeah. trump can't see his feet exactly yeah. but here here's a little tough love for you buzz and not you specifically but you listening to the show everyone strikingly yeah. even though i've been doing all these interview shows September had the lowest number of new subscribers since we launched our Patreon page for the last three years. That was the lowest uh, number of new subscribers joining our Patreon page last month. And for some reason, our overall total declined for the first time since we lost Chez. I might, I might have to make our interviews subscription only unless we bring in more pledges. So please go to patreon.com slash join slash Bob and Chez. It's that simple. That's, that's the sign up page that's where you pledge your uh, your monthly amount and for in exchange for that uh, monthly subscription you get all kinds of great bonus content depending on how much you subscribe and all kinds of additional free stuff that we didn't even mention as part of being our bonus content but things like me reading the steel dossier and other official documents right. i know how exciting it is to actually pour through <laughs> official pdfs and things like that but if you want someone to read them to you i'm happy to oblige so that'll sometimes happen on our page as well too uh, yeah, you know what else people can do to be helpful uh, in addition to subscribing is uh, urge other people to do the same. Uh, yes. Uh, retweet or repost uh, some of Bob's posts about his interviews, including and maybe starting with the, the Tony Atamanik uh, interview, and uh, help spread the word that way. Uh, because those of you who've heard the interview uh, and ha- have heard the entire series of interviews know how good they are and how great uh, the guests are. So uh, you should uh, maybe pass that on to other people and see if you can get them to join you in listening. That that would help Bob an awful lot. Oh, go on. Go on, please. <laughs> Don't stop. <laughs> Don't stop. Well, you know what? We, we have to stop now because we got to dig into uh, yes, uh, what there's... the hell is wrong with this NBC News poll that was making its way around Twitter yesterday. And of course, yeah. I saw it buzz. And as soon as I saw it, I was I yeah. was just full of this. I was just going, oh, my God. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Are the Democrats falling behind in turnout for the early voting, which, according to this NBC News uh, uh, article was not really the case, is it? But I was not, not prepared. I, I, I was not prepared for this either, Bob. I was I was gobsmacked, as they say. I yeah. just, I was aghast uh, when <laughs> when I heard this because it just it didn't seem plausible to me. Yeah. Everything we had heard leading up to that moment indicated that the turnout was mostly Democratic or was majority Democratic. Yeah. Uh, we knew, uh, as always, Republicans uh, voting early. Nothing unusual about that, and nothing unusual about 
them turning out in strong numbers. What we were expecting was to see and what the indications were more Democrats voting early than Republicans unusually this year. Yeah. Uh, and and these numbers uh, from NBC News indicate that's not the case. And then NBC went a little further uh, to reach uh, conclusions. Uh, it's NBC News that does the analysis mm-hmm. of the numbers that were collected for them by a research agency they commissioned. So right. it's another company gathered the numbers. Now, the numbers do show that more Democrats... Uh, excuse me, more Republicans have voted early so far mm-hmm. than Republicans, than Democrats in most races. Sorry, yeah. more Republicans than Democrats in most races. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe that's correct. The Democratic numbers are strong, and here's where I think the, the flaw is. And I, I want to interject here also that uh, I took, I, I was very anxious about this news for, partly for the same reasons you were. <laughs> sure. Uh, part, partly because... I also think that to some degree, this is a good reminder to people, uh, for people to get out and vote. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I I think Democrats need to be motivated and realize that this isn't just going to happen automatically. We can't just talk about voting yeah. and not actually vote. And although it's largely symbolic, and that's another thing we should say about the poll is uh, about this uh, survey about this uh, these numbers that indicate more Republicans than Democrats voting early, is this is symbolic and it's significant. But it isn't the vote, which right. actually occurs on November 6th. Now, in the meantime, I hope this sort of news motivates Democrats to show, uh, make a strong showing and vote early. Yeah. Uh, but but here's the problem. Uh, I'll give you an example here. Okay. A couple of them. Uh, Starting in Florida. Uh, this, uh, this survey, this poll showed that uh, among Republicans, 44% of the early voters were Republicans. Uh, 38% of the Republican voters were Democrats. That would seem to give the Republicans a six-point lead. Yeah. But wait, there's more. Mm-hmm. And this is the part that the NBC analysts didn't include in their analysis. It didn't make this part of their understanding of what was happening here. 18% of the people who've registered to vote in Florida so far, and by the way, have voted early so far, and by the way, a million people have mm-hmm. voted early so far in, in Florida, 18% of the early voters are independents. Yep. And what do we what do we know about the independents? We know, as we discussed last week, that at least two-thirds of them plan to vote Democrat yes. in, this, in this election. Yes. So let's take two-thirds of 18, let's call it 12, and we'll add it to the... Uh, 38 that the Democrats have, and boom, the total is 50 mm-hmm. to, uh, ex- excuse me, yeah, 50 to the Republicans, 44. Right, so right. Now, so in, in truth, the Democrats have a six-point lead. Enthusiasm is up among all voter groups. Democrats don't have an exclusive hold on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Republican enthusiasm is up. Independent uh, enthusiasm is up, obviously. Uh, and and you have to look at what the, where the final votes are, gonna, are going to fall. So yeah. on one hand, it's good that we got scared and reminded <laughs> Yeah. That it would be easy to screw this up, uh, and because we've done that before. Uh, on the on the other hand, uh, they, they aren't really real numbers, no. in my opinion. No. In fact, yeah. they uh, they make sure to say here in this article, uh, which by the way, in case you want to look it up, the article is titled uh-huh. "Republicans Outpacing Democrats in Early Voting in Key States." NBC News finds. Right. So right. yeah, what they're not saying too. In addition to saying that the complete voting picture is incomplete, that's an exact word used in the piece. In addition Mm -hmm. to all that, what they're not saying is a number of Republicans are probably voting for Democrats this time around. Yes, yes. And see, because this is the other thing, the majority of the people who voted early so far, the majority of the million people in Florida who voted early so far yeah. are women. Yeah. And and we have learned uh, this past week, uh, especially with... Uh, voter interviews in Orange County, California, which is apparently about to flip blue. Oh, yeah. We, we have learned from interviews with Republicans in Orange County that there's a kind of a secret wives club and that a lot of a lot of women who are married to yachtsmen and country club members yeah. do not plan to vote Republican this fall. Wow. And so, yeah, you have uh, some of the Republicans, uh, at least two-thirds of the independents and all of the Democrats, these numbers are misleading. They're motivating, perhaps, but misleading. Just one other example, just to show that I'm not isolating this to Florida. 
And again, women are key here. Yeah. In Arizona, uh, 44% of early voters are Republicans so far. 33% are Democrats. That gives what appear to be an 11-point lead by Republicans mm-hmm. in Arizona. But 23% of the people who voted so far are independents. Yep. If two-thirds of them vote Democratic, let's call that 16, and we add that to the Democrats' 33, we get 49. Here I am Steve kornacki it again. <laughs> You get you get forty nine, and that's a five point lead over the Republicans. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, as Bob just pointed out, they're not counting the Republican women who plan to vote Democratic this mm-hmm. fall. So this, you know, uh, this is going to be uh, this has been exciting from the beginning. It's exciting now. It's going to be exciting on Election Day. It's also a little <laughs> scary. Yeah. And you and I and other people certainly got a scare yesterday mm-hmm. from really what I thought was a sort of careless work by maybe just a cup an individual. Individual or two at NBC News, yeah. And as as you found out yesterday, uh, the one at least one of the guys who works for the research company commissioned by NBC, yeah, did, also did not agree with the network's conclusions about the numbers his company had gathered. Yeah, in fact, this guy Tom Bonier, I'm just going right. to go with Tom Bonier as the yes, pronunciation yeah. of the last name. He said here on Twitter yesterday or, or yesterday <laughs> evening, and I made sure to retweet this after I <laughs> retweeted out my oh fuck tweet. Yes, uh, regarding yes. the original findings in the poll on the uh, NBC News right. site. He said here, right. Tom Bonier said, uh, folks, our partnership with NBC allows them to perform their own analysis with our data. Sometimes I agree with what they do. Sometimes I don't. The piece today falls into the latter category, mean, meaning that uh, Tom Bonier doesn't agree with how NBC News interpreted his findings. He also said later on, he said, I'll take my lumps when I make a mistake, and I have. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's hard to do so when it's someone else's analysis. NBC does good right. work and has produced interesting analysis. True. I just think they missed on this one. So yep. that is a big that deal. Sums it up. That yeah. sums it up right there. A mistake was made. Uh, uh, like I said, maybe it's good that we got that little scare. It's obviously even better that it's perhaps not true. Yeah, yeah. So it's a shame that we have to sit here and feel like <laughs> we have to cajole Democrats into voting, that we have to scare Democrats into voting. But yet, here we are. I mean, we outnumber them in every way and in nearly every demographic except for uh, uh, white men with no college education. Everyone other than that... We, we're a majority, but the problem is, is is that we have this young people vote, and they tend to not <laughs> turn out. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Another group that doesn't vote, uh, and I've been reading, I spent the week so far, we're two days in, mm. I do a lot of reading in, in those first two days of the week. <laughs> Uh, uh, focusing on interviews with voters, uh, whether it's the housewives of Orange County yeah. or or housewives in Nebraska who are single moms and honestly don't think Washington has anything to do with them. Yeah. They, they care about two things be, mm. primarily, being able to buy groceries and being able to afford health care for themselves and their children. Yeah. That's, yeah. Those are their concerns. And just trying to manage that day to day is all they care about. And so they care about government to the extent that it affects that. And, and they don't have time yeah. really for anything other than that. And so they don't vote. Right. And, right. and so you, you have a lot of people in this country who – uh, just don't think government applies to them. You, you've heard people say, oh, all politicians are bad. You know, uh, there's there's such an anti-politician, anti-government uh, sort of hopeless attitude out there that, uh, that, that keeps people from voting. And we have a lot of work. Why haven't we been teaching in school all these years the importance and the excitement of voting and the, the the fun, if you don't mind my saying so, of democracy. Uh, why have we not been teaching that? How did we graduate uh, generation after generation of people uh, who have no appreciation of, of the importance of this? Well, on top of that, I, I think what we're also missing here, Buzz, or, or what some of the pollsters are missing too, are some of the X factors, because a lot of these polls are yeah. based on who they believe are likely voters. And right, that's usually right. called from the number of voters from the previous election. And of course, as we've seen, and mm-hmm. uh, as uh, Rachel, in fact, <laughs> emphasized on her show last night, there are considerably more people voting in this election than all previous midterms yes. in recent memory going yeah. back all the way to 2006. So enthusiasm yeah, you is and I, way you up. And I- 
Yeah, you and I talked about that uh, at, when registration began, yeah. uh, you know, and the fact that it doesn't mean they'll vote. Uh, but and now we're talking about people are already voting. The, the vote is underway. The voting yeah. has begun. And even then, the numbers don't would on the surface, if you're if you're a guy at NBC or a woman <laughs> or a person at NBC who just looks on the surface of the information given you by the research company, yeah. uh, then then you could come to some frightening conclusions. Uh, but but I. I, yeah, there are a lot of X factors. Uh, we noted at the start of the campaign that the usual non-voter wasn't being counted. And uh, we're noting now that uh, some of the people who are being counted aren't necessarily voting the way they're classified. Yeah, and here's one thing to watch for as far as the exit polls go. Right. P- Puerto Ricans. There are five million Puerto Rican Americans living citizens in, uh, citizens living inside right. the United States people who were born on the island of Puerto Rico but uh-huh. now live stateside uh, on uh-huh. the mainland uh-huh. of America and these five million voters are certainly going to turn out in considerable proportions and and the thing is I too, hope so yeah I, I'm hoping too and there's another factor that may stir them up may get puerto rican voters out to the polls on election Mm -hmm. day or between now and election day depending on the early voting scenario where they live but donald trump today uh tweeted something that should generate more interest among puerto rican voters he said here the people of puerto rico are wonderful oh thank you mr president but the inept (laughs) politicians are trying to use the massive and ridiculously high amounts of hurricane slash disaster funding to pay off other obligations. The U.S. will not bail out long outstanding and unpaid obligations with hurricane relief money. So he's Ooh. basically denying more hurricane yeah. relief money to, well, a, to an island where people have died by the thousands, uh, nearly a 9-11 level of, of death yes. that has occurred there. Either Trump doesn't know that Puerto Rico is part of the United States, or he's just assuming that his racist red hats don't know that, that either. Get, that he can get away with it. Speaking of getting away with it, I have a new, I have a new sound for Trump yes. getting away with things. He can't oh, keep getting away with it. <laughs> he can't keep Wait. getting away with it. Yeah, that's me. That's me every damn day. <laughs> Trump has done a lot to motivate them and yeah. uh, to motivate groups of other voters, uh, but. Uh, motivation in the case, especially in the case of minorities, especially in the case of migrants or people mm-hmm. who may not feel at home here, no matter how citizen they may be. Um, a lot of them are intimidated about voting. They're intimidated. Yeah. They're afraid of being arrested by ICE. Oh, yeah. They're afraid of being of, of dealing with all that. We we deported a Canadian this week who'd fought alongside American soldiers in Jesus Afghanistan Christ. for crying out loud. Will will and he wasn't even brown. So we'll yeah. deport. You know, there's no. We've made it very clear. We'll throw your ass out of here. Yeah. And uh, at Trump supporters, uh, that's red meat for them and and for Trump himself. Uh, terrifying, certainly for. And this is intimidating to the voters. Yeah. Well, it, I, it's it it makes them afraid to turn out. Uh, minority, all minorities. Yeah. Well, any number, any name, any uh, race, any ethnic group that Trump can lump into. To the overarching category of foreigners of course he's going to do that because trump what trump's doing right now and he's been doing this for the well since the beginning of october well since uh, i would say since kavanaugh was confirmed trump has been so far out front he's desperately pandering to every red hat voter who is within earshot of him and he's right. doing that yeah. by obviously uh, uh scapegoating and, and demagoguing this caravan of refugees leaving guatemala honduras oh. el salvador He's doing this also, and this was uh, a pretty interesting uh, development that came out toward the, I believe it was toward the end of last week, or maybe it was over the weekend, where Trump claimed that Republicans are planning a quote-unquote very major tax cut for the middle class mm-hmm. before yeah. the midterms. Yeah, once again. He can't keep yeah, getting he, away with it. He's lying. He's lying. He can't yeah. keep getting away with it. Yes, yes, that's right. And and he not, keeps getting away with it. not going to happen, right? <laughs> no, it's not going to happen because the House is already on recess senate the senate goes on recess at the end of this week they don't come back until after the election and then after the election between election day and the swearing in of the new congress at the beginning of next year there are only 19 days in session throughout the rest of uh all of november and december so there is no time whatsoever 
to pass a tax cut for oh, middle-class Americans that amounts to a 10% reduction he's promising. So none of this is good. This is Donald Trump buying votes, and he's being so... Yes, I think that, to. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the thing that outrages us most, uh, and this is most normals, what, thing, what outrages us more than anything else is not just the lying, it's the obviousness of the lying. The fact that so many people, despite the obviousness of the lying keep believing him and keep yeah, applauding it doesn't him. matter to them it, it doesn't is. matter to his to his base just uh, shocking yeah i i here's how i've outlined it i mean we talked a little bit last week about uh, the use of fear mm-hmm. and uh, in in my newscast this week i'm I've, I've sort of outlined this uh and the various there are various ways uh, that trump is and and republicans are using fear yeah. in this election they're using they're using republicans are using their usual tricks and and uh, so there's nothing new under the sun in what's happening here Mostly. Uh, here's how I see it. Voter suppression, widespread by individual uh, Republican candidates, mm-hmm. uh, by Trump himself, who tweeted, uh, and this is the fear for Puerto Ricans and other people who, uh, with or without reason, fear being deported. Uh, Trump tweeting that uh, voter fraud, any attempted voter fraud, you will be arrested. Yeah. Um, well, what if you think you're a legally registered voter, but you fear that you could be arrested and deported by ICE? Uh, you're not. Are you going to take the chance to to do that because yeah. your skin is brown or because you're Canadian in some cases? <laughs> you know, but Damn Canadians. Voter, voter suppression, sending out uh, misleading in information, uh, candidates doing that, sending out wrong deadlines for for voting by mail and yeah. and, and those sorts of things. Uh, voter suppression has been around for many many decades if not you know if not longer uh, fear is the other tool you wrote a book about this uh, in the mm-hmm. George W Bush administration because uh, Bush and the Republicans during the Bush years used fear to re- to partly to reelect Bush yep. but certainly in the unusually successful midterms for Republicans during Bush's term terms uh, and uh, so fear of being attacked by terrorists if you don't if 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 you don't keep Republicans in office, the terrorists win. That was essentially the campaign. <laughs> T- today, today it's it's they're using fear again. But this time, here's what's different. Here's what is new under the sun. Mm. This time, it's scattershot. Yeah, and it's it's all terrifying. It's about. Uh, Journalist, it's about a body uh, uh, admiring the body slamming of reporters mm-hmm. as a journalist lay dead. It's about telling transgender people they are not people. It's about being ready to send the army to the border for hand to hand combat with migrants fleeing a humanitarian crisis. <laughs> there are a lot of groups of people who have reason to fear Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And their fear is very real. But Trump is also using the fear that this instills in his supporters, in the Red Hats, to motivate them to vote. And that's what this is all about. Some of what he has talked about over the last two weeks, whether it's migrants or transgenders or or reporters or whatever, whoever he's attacked, it's all been playing to his base. It's all to play on their fears of the different and the unfamiliar or the uncomfortable uh, and and to to them anyway. And... uh, to motivate them to vote and it's it's working to some extent just as it worked during the Bush administration. So those are the two tricks. They're the two typical Republican tricks only Trump's put a new spin on it. Yeah. Make it make the fear part scattershot, but again, it's the suppression and fear that we have always seen used in elections. Franklin Roosevelt saying the only thing to fear is fear itself. I fear the fear yeah yeah we should we all should because they're acting on it and they're stirred up by it and they're not checking it out they're not seeing whether or not the things that they're afraid of and trump is telling them to be afraid of are actually real things and going back to what you were saying about this voter fraud tweet that he threw out there the other day i mean you want to talk about a lie that they just keep getting away with and getting away with and getting away with they've been doing it for nearly 20 years now where they've been saying there's this thing called voter fraud where people go in and they vote twice 
twice or last night at, at one of his endless cocaine rants, Donald Trump was screaming about once again about illegal immigrants voting in the election. And we have to stop the illegal immigrants from voting in the election, even though there is zero evidence. In fact, his entire voter fraud commission run by Chris Kobach found that there was zero voter fraud to the point where they had to disband the voter fraud commission with zero findings whatsoever because there is zero voter fraud. You can look at statistic after statistic after statistic, study after study, and find that it just doesn't there is no voter fraud. People aren't going in and voting twice. People who are people aren't going in and using the names of dead people to vote either. That's not no. none of that is happening. We, it, it's we like knew zero. before. Yeah, we knew before that commission that there was no statistical uh, st- statistically significant yeah. voter fraud, and and by that I mean far less than one percent. Yeah, and what uh, if it exists? You know where and the in the isolated cases where it exists. So we knew that going into the commission, the commission actually disbanded because many states. Even uh, some Republican states, but right. obviously uh, blue states, refused to cooperate yep. uh, with the commission's investigation. They had to disband because no one would play with them. But it's just as well because we already knew that there wasn't any yeah. uh, election fraud. But yeah, again, and but the, the purpose of his tweet really was to discourage people from voting to make them afraid that if they vote they might be arrested Mm -hmm. right and of course that doesn't exist Loyola Law School professor this is from uh, the CNN write up about Trump's tweet about voter fraud it says here Loyola Law School professor Justin Leavitt tracked US elections from 2000 to 2014 that's 14 years in search of voter fraud or as he put it specific credible allegation that someone may have pretended to be someone else at the polls how many examples did he find Exactly 31, 31. So you go, holy shit, there's actual voter fraud. Well, then you look at the number of total votes cast in that period of time. One billion instances of voting. Exactly 31. Yeah, 31 cases of fraud out of one. (laughs) 31. I told you. I told you there was voter fraud. Yeah. See, there it is right there. <laughs> I know. And that's out a, of a billion. Right. There's no context. The context doesn't matter. Uh, it right. says here the, the facts it. don't matter. They just don't. Yeah. yeah. A five-year study on voter fraud commissioned by George W. Bush and his Justice mm-hmm. Department yes. turned up virtually no evidence of any organized effort to skew federal elections right. in, the, in, in the 2016 election in particular, in which more than 135 million votes were cast. There were a total of four documented cases of voter fraud four out of 135 million and once again they're going to say well there was still voter fraud and and to that i say are you lloyd christmas from dumb and dumber are you taking a one in a million chance and say so you're telling me there's a chance I but think that's weren't, it. Weren't three or four million of Hillary's voters illegal immigrants? I, oh, that, I forgot yeah. about that. Thank you for reminding yeah. me of that. Yeah, that. See, you got to factor these things in. <laughs> yeah, of course. Fair and balanced. Yeah, indeed. So that is the uh, that is the latest bunch of lies from Donald Trump regarding the midterms. The midterms here, and he can't. I swear to God, he can't. Yeah. He, uh, he can't. This election is about making sure that he can't get away with it anymore. He can't keep getting away. Oh, no, you got to vote. You got to vote. He can't He's using, keep getting away with it. Using every trick in the book, you know the the the, the voter suppression, the fear, uh, the 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 attempt to buy votes with this fake promise of yeah. As like you said, Congress is not going to come back uh, now unless there's a nuclear war, and mm-hmm. thank God there's no chance that'll happen. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Buzz. Here's what's uh, concerning me right now, and and I I feel like to a certain extent, following this midterm, following the the Trump crisis every damn uh-huh. day. I think my hair is falling out because of it. And I don't, it's probably the usual male pattern baldness, but I'm thinking because it really started to happen right around the time Donald Trump was inaugurated. I really started to notice right there. It doesn't, it yeah. doesn't have to, Bob. It doesn't have to. <laughs> it doesn't know. have to be this way. It's preventable, you know. It, it really is. And so, what I actually did is I went to fourhims.com. That's f o r h i m s dot com, and I started on their regimen, including Medoxidil, for this patch of thinning hair right on the crown of my head. Thanks to, I think, partly Donald Trump. I'm just going to blame Donald Trump. It may not be male pattern baldness. It's entirely Donald Trump. He's infecting my hair with madness. And he, he can't keep getting away with this. But if I actually were to look at the science of everything, it would have to be the usual causes of male pattern baldness. And so with that, 
I am confronting it with 4 It surprised me, actually, to learn that two-thirds of all men lose their hair by the, by the time they're 35 years old. A bald spot pops up, a creeping hairline. And what's that going to look like a year from now or maybe two years from now? You want to keep the hair that you have for as long as possible, and that's what I want to do. So thanks to science, baldness can be optional, not inevitable. Pro tip, don't buy the snake oil at convenience stores. Buy the real deal from medicine and science. 4hims.com connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to help you keep the hair that you have and with money-saving generic prescriptions, too. 4 Hims is a guy's one-stop shop for hair loss, sexual wellness, and more. Don't forget the sexual wellness part. What that means is 4hims.com. And I'm just going to throw this out here as a possible slogan for 4 The Uber of erections. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down, 4 people. Uh, <laughs> no waiting room, no awkward doctor visits, and no pharmacy lines. It's all much, much faster and a real time saver. Just answer a few quick questions. The doctor reviews your answers and writes a prescription that comes straight to your door. The website is amazing. Order now. My listeners get a one-month trial of hymns for just five bucks while supplies last. That includes a consultation, and you'll save hundreds of dollars on pharmacy visits. See their website for details. Order right now at 4 and make sure to include the slash B-O-B-C at the end. Again, that's 4 slash B-O-B-C. I'll spell it F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash B-O-B-C, and I'll spell that last part. It's spelled B-O-B-C. <laughs> For hymns.com slash B-O-B-C, the Uber of erections. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Welcome back to our Tuesday show. I think it's Tuesday. I did a show on Monday, so that's throwing me way off. I don't know what the hell day it is now. (laughs) You want to make sure to go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Bob and Jez, or just go to bobseska.com and click the all caps Patreon link. You can hear for free my interview with Tony Atamanek, the great Tony Atamanek, the Trump impersonator and comedian and uh, Upright Citizens Brigade improvisational comic. Uh, it's a, a fascinating interview. The guy is so smart, so utterly smart. And of course, I'm not surprised at all because you see that on no. his show. You see that on the president's show. It's the, it, it's a, it's a Trump impression, but it's so much deeper. There's a, a psychological deconstruction that Tony brings us through when it comes to Donald Trump. And it's utterly fascinating to watch. So goddamn accurate. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, and make sure to uh, listen to Buzz Burbank News and Comment every Thursday. That's uh, at buzzburbank.com, realmnetwork.com, also on Stitcher and SoundCloud, and uh, iTunes. What am I forgetting, Buzz? Oh, it's, it, it, wherever finer podcasts are given away. There you go. That, that's that's what you find. And leave a little something, you know, whether it's you listen to Bob's interview show or you listen to my news, uh, leave a little something on the nightstand if you don't mind. Yes, please do. Thank you very much for doing that. <laughs> and yeah. make sure to support all of our sponsors. Did I cover everything? Oh, yeah, make sure to I go shopping so. through our Amazon link. You just throw that Well, there's there. that, of course, always. <laughs> all right. Okay, so uh, everything old is new again with uh, Donald mm-hmm. Trump. I think... You know, sometimes I hear these news stories and I bunch them all up together as one big unit. And it seems really kind of obvious that Donald Trump really loved the 1980s and he wants to bring us back to the 1980s, but not the good things from the 1980s, not the jelly shoes and the Back to the Future movies. He's bringing us back to like a nuclear arms race with Russia. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> that's like is you know everything was so good i gotta have everything that was there in the 80s so let's have a let's start having above ground nuclear tests how about that how about that donald trump <laughs> reviving our nuclear weapons production and pulling out of the inf treaty what could possibly go wrong jesus christ you know i kept saying it throughout the 2016 election uh, I kept saying, you know what? If Donald Trump gets elected, I know yeah. we're going to see a mushroom cloud, and it, the likelihood of it being an international confrontation is very, very minimal. Although, you know, there's always Pakistan and India. That's where the nuclear war is actually going to start. The real one, if there ever is one, yes. that's where it's going to be. Nevertheless, Donald Trump is the sort of guy 
who would pop off a nuclear weapon somewhere in the South Pacific, make sure that it's filmed, and then suddenly that becomes the the story the around the world that keeps his right. face in the news, that sends a signal to our enemies, don't fuck with Donald Trump because he's a madman with his finger on the button. That's why he's going to use that for all it's worth, to intimidate everyone he can. And we've seen Donald Trump do this on countless occasions where he uses the power of the office to intimidate his enemies, to, to get aggressive with his enemies. And it's shocking. It's an abuse of power. But but there it is. You know. It's another way he's like that bad nine year old kid. He can't leave anything alone. <laughs> right. He's got a he's got a putz with it until it breaks, yeah. and that's where we are with this. And and it's it's frightening and horrifying. And uh, you go, again, I don't know how much of this. I this is election posturing. I'm I'm more concerned. I mean, uh, John Bolton. He sent National Security Advisor John Bolton over to uh, tell the Russians we're pulling out of this thing. And uh, today, just before the show, in fact, uh, they asked uh, the U.S. to reconsider. And Bolton, on behalf of us all, said, "No, we're pulling out. It's decided." Oh uh, so we, even though Russia had campaigned against it, and and uh, as had uh, China and other countries, uh, you know, the fear, of course, is another nuclear your arms race, yeah. uh, the the cold. What has been a virtual cold war in the last couple of years now becomes a very real revival of the cold war. Yep. And uh, we're, we're back on the nuclear brink again. Uh, the doomsday clock will be a little closer to midnight and we're all a little closer uh, to doom. I, I seem to think that maybe this is what uh, John Kelly and my, and John, I almost called him Michael Bolton. Uh, John <laughs> yeah, I do too. And John Bolton that. almost got in a fist fight outside the right. Oval Office in the colonnade the other day. And I think this might have been what it was about because this seems to me as if it's a reckless move. It's a move designed to inflame tensions uh, on, on the nuclear stage, which is always a disaster waiting to happen. And so, uh, and according so to the according to the Washington Post, the the Donny Brook between uh, between Bolton and uh, John Kelly the other day, uh, a, a huge blow up. Apparently, what they were arguing, they were fighting over a woman. They were fighting over uh, Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen. Ah. Uh, uh, Bolton thinks she's doing a terrible job, but Trump is inclined to believe that. Kelly was so pissed off, he he was screaming obscenities as he left. He stormed out of the White House and didn't come back for the rest of the day. Well, so here's what's ultimately wrong with this pulling out of this treaty, though, Buzz, is it, it makes no sense. Yeah. Of course we know why he's doing it, because Donald Trump is not only the guy who makes the greatest deals, the most tremendous deals— he tears down deals that he apparently doesn't like. And why doesn't he like them? Probably because of something he heard on Fox News Channel. That's why yeah. he doesn't like certain and things. And because he didn't make that particular deal. Exactly right. If so, he had made the deal, it would have been better. Right. But, I mean, the problem is, and Charlie Pierce mentioned this on the Stephanie Miller show this morning. And, mm -hmm. by the way, I want to mention, too... Charlie Pierce may be on the interview show next week. We're going to do a special uh -huh. pre-election interview show, and I'm trying to line up Charlie Pierce for next Wednesday's show. Nevertheless, Charlie Pierce said on the show today, you know, if you got a treaty in place already. There's an infrastructure to build upon that treaty and to modernize right. the treaty. You don't right. just take it and throw it out because you right. don't like it. You take right. that treaty and the framework that's already there, and you build upon it. That's what you do with right. anything. You change mm -hmm. it and morph it for the times, and obviously it's, this is a treaty that doesn't include drones or any of the technology that we have now since, since it was signed in the right. 1980s uh, between, I believe it, it was uh, Reagan and Gorbachev signed this thing. Right. Surely it needs revision, but not elimination. And the same could be true for any number of things, as you pointed out, including health care. Yeah. Uh, it didn't have to be blown up. It could have been improved upon. Yeah. And so you have all of these Republicans now cheering for Donald Trump as he says he's going to tear up the INF. Not realizing that it was a Ronald Reagan deal. So St. Reagan right. is no longer so saintly anymore with these people. Right. But meanwhile, did you see Gorbachev is yes. criticizing Donald Trump for this? He said here, all agreements aimed at nuclear disarmament and limiting nuclear weapons must be preserved for the sake of preserving life on Earth. He said that, uh, his, uh, that Trump's planned nuclear pact withdrawal is not the work of a great mind, <laughs> which is, of course, so appropriate. For uh, everything we've witnessed about Donald Trump. He was on the spot with that one. Yeah, yeah. What a tough call there. <laughs> Donald Trump's an idiot. What a shocker. Uh, you know, and meanwhile, God, he's really... 
Donald Trump, you know, let's, let's call a spade a spade here. Donald Trump is terrified of being investigated by the Democrats if the Democrats take over the House. He's just, he should be. Yeah, he absolutely should be. Because, I mean, what we're talking about, I've said this over and over again, and imagine this. Use this as motivation to canvas. Use this uh, as motivation to phone bank. And most especially, use this as motivation to vote. Seriously, turn off the news. Turn off Twitter. Turn off Facebook. Just close your eyes and imagine for a minute just the entire idea of Donald Trump Jr., that idiot fucking moron who shoots animals just to watch them die. Donald Trump Jr. dragged before the House Intelligence Committee where Adam Schiff will be the new chairman, no longer Dennis Nunes, and they, dun, dun, sit, dun. they, they sit him down and they interrogate him for... 11 hours, 11 hours a day, 12 hours a day, maybe moving on to multiple days. And we all know what Donald Trump Jr. is all about. Donald Trump Jr., as seen on the president's show, too, just randomly blurting the truth about what his family is up to. It's not just Eric Trump who's doing that. Donald Trump Jr. does it more often. We saw it during the initial reporting of the Trump Tower meeting in June of 2016, where Donald Trump Jr.'s reaction to that was, Oh, here are all my emails. <laughs> here are last, all my emails that prove I did this to collude with Russia. Last week, you opened the show by saying that uh, Donald Trump Jr. was a, quote, preening asshole, end quote. <laughs> and and so oh, the challenge, the challenge, you were in a mood. So the challenge, uh, <laughs> the challenge then for him is to, to see how well preened he is at the end of, say, 10 hours. <laughs> yeah. In front of the. Yeah. See if that pomade lasts. See if that command. dapper Dan in his hair lasts the full 12 <laughs> hours or just collapses in his face. But, you know, that's the thing we need to think about and because i guarantee that's what donald trump is thinking about maybe he's not thinking necessarily he doesn't care about his kids except for ivanka but he's imagining (laughs) the endless investigations he's imagining the subpoena power he's imagining the ability for adam schiff and other democrats running the various house committees pouring through every page of donald trump's tax returns and that brings us to the next conspiracy theory. And yes. damn it, Bob, I am so I'm I, I have spent my life avoiding conspiracy theories. Yeah. And we're hearing now uh, that this latest uh, theory, and and it's again plausible that uh, Trump and the Republicans plan to, in the face of a Democratic win of the House, yep. plan to declare it a mob rule and an illegitimate government. Yep. Uh, yep. And uh, what they might do with that uh, is is frightening. I, I, I intend to look into this more. It's very unsubstantiated at this point. But as mm-hmm. I said, in this era, we have to consider these things as possibilities. I, I would once not even entertain a thought like this. But yep. these days, that sort of thing is very real. Well, you, you know who this comes from, Buzz? This comes from Carl Bernstein of Woodward and Bernstein. And he said... Well, then I steal from the best. There you go. On CNN, he said the other day, I talked to people in touch with the White House on Friday who believe that if the congressional midterms are very close and the Democrats were to win by five or seven seats, that Trump is already talking about how to throw legal challenges into the courts, Mm -hmm. sow confusion, declare a victory, actually, and say that the election's been illegitimate, Bernstein said. Yeah, contest the results. That was the part I left out. They they intend to contest the results. Right, and that's not shocking in the slightest bit, but at the same time, it's not shocking but terrifying. That's uh, sort of the dividing line uh, between reactions to this. What a a strange tightrope to walk. What a strange life to live. Not shocking, but terrifying. (laughs) Which is basically everything we've seen Donald Trump say. And and none of it surprises us, but but it terrifies us uh, nevertheless. So that's, that's the latest thing. And of course... That's something that we could certainly experience in 2020 as well. Um, Oh, yeah. And and there are a couple of occasions in which that could happen because I still believe that Donald Trump's going to get primary challenged in 2020 by at least Uh two Republicans. And so it's going to be it may be a whole thing with the convention. It may be something where Donald Trump risks not being renominated. And then you move forward to the general election after a big fight in and amongst the Republicans. And Donald Trump does the same thing where he contests the results of the, uh, the general election yeah. too well 
and I hate to project that far ahead, and I, I poo-pooed you when you first <laughs> pr- proposed that. I, I poo-pooed your proposal uh, uh, when, you, when, when it first came up uh, because it sounded, it was very far off, and it, it yeah. did sound a bit like a wild conspiracy theory. But now on the eve of the 2018 election uh, that we're hearing from inside the White House that to contest the results of a Democratic win, yeah. uh, th- then your theory about 2020 suddenly becomes plausible to me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we are we have reason to fear that as if we didn't have enough already. Well, of course, and, and again, I don't want to spend too much time on this because I've mentioned it before. <laughs> the thing I'm most concerned about are these really, really close elections. Uh, and this is, of course, yeah. two weeks from today on, on the midterm election day. Because if they all start swinging toward the Republicans... These are cases, I believe, that if Russia, and we've certainly seen at least one person get indicted now, one Russian for trying to interfere in the 2018 election, and we've seen a bunch of cases in which uh, hacking attempts were thwarted, but you know uh-huh. there may be still some that are, uh, are actually successful, in which the election is shifted by Republican hackers, also by p- perhaps Chinese hackers, Iranian hackers. These are all possibilities for the midterms, possible interference happening from those countries already been detected interference from russia china and iran yes yes and and the reason for that is we're just a a nation full of suckers now that's how we're being perceived uh, around the world It, it happened uh successfully in 2016 and so now one of the uh the consequences of the 2016 russian attack is that now other nations see us as vulnerable and their ability to interfere with the election will certainly behoove their interest as well. So they're going to jump in on that too. But my concern is that wherever that interference is coming from, my concern is that the press is going to go and certainly the Republicans are going to say, well, we just outperformed them when it came to turnout, blah, blah, blah. We just we just topped them. Our, our energy was higher because of Kavanaugh or whatever, even though what I'm seeing in the Senate polls and this is bearing out in in your state buzz in the Florida yes race between bill nelson and rick scott bill nelson has pulled far ahead of rick scott now knock on wood and uh and that may be a sign that the negative impact of the kavanaugh debacle uh as far as benefiting the republicans go that may be fading out because of the distance of time between the fight over kavanaugh and election day remember now news cycles are so rapid and they occur uh, so endlessly throughout even a course of a single day that something like Brett Kavanaugh recedes much more rapidly into the past uh, as time goes on. So I'm hoping that that it, it uh, does. Yeah. yeah, to some degree on both sides, except for the women. The, the women are not going to forget. Uh, they're going to, I think, carry this. I think they've already shown that, as they are the majority of early voters so far. Republicans are more likely to forget it, although, uh, and Trump, as it seems Trump and Republicans have sort of stopped uh, working people up so much over Kavanaugh. Two weeks ago, the thing that Republican voters were to be afraid of was that their sons would be wrongly accused. Now, uh, told to be afraid of the Democratic mob, be afraid of the uh, abused, destitute migrants who are walking ever so slowly toward the United <laughs> States border to see that as an impending attack. I mean, yeah. uh, it, it just... it. it this is the strategy. It's exhausting. It'll be great to get past this. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I want to talk about, too, uh, coming up here, speaking of uh, of terrifying people and pandering to the racist vote. I want to talk about Trump declaring himself to be a nationalist during his uh, rally last night. It's the dog whistle you can hear. <laughs> there you go. We'll talk about that and a lot more right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius. 
Doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yep, welcome back to our Tuesday show. Uh, Trump is declaring himself to be a national. He's just going right out and saying it. Yes. There's no pretense anymore. There's no hedging. There's no beating on the book. Bob, as, as Donnie explained it, there are globalists and there are nationalists. <laughs> and uh, globalists don't care what happens to the United States. That's right. So uh, because you and I care about the world, that means we don't care about the U.S. Yeah. Because no human being is capable of caring about more than just their own country. America first. Yeah, right. And this has a dual impact. Well, first of all, he said mm-hmm. here uh, during his rally, he said, you know what I am? I'm a nationalist, okay? I'm a nationalist. Well, good. Uh, this has a dual impact for the Red Hats. This is a, oh, yeah. yeah, this is is uh, a pretty obvious. That is not even, as you were saying before, it's not even a dog whistle. This is just, it's, he's coming right out and saying it's it. It's the dog whistle. You can here that's exactly right and so on one hand he's attacking globalists which uh-huh. in a lot of circles among especially the conspiracy theory crowd the racist right. conspiracy theory crowd mm-hmm. globalist means jews let's be perfectly clear about this maybe not necessarily in You're right. our no, terms I, I, but I know this to be true yes yeah, that's yeah. true so when when you hear people like alex jones and donald trump talking about globalists they're really talking right. about jews and it's code it's code yeah. for racists especially the what half a dozen jews that control the entire world that's kind right. of what they're talking about here and at the same time by declaring himself to be a nationalist that sends a signal to this exact same people the people who are interpreting him as attacking jews he's also telling them oh i'm by the way i'm with you because we're all nationalists which has this connotation of white nationalism which is basically the same as white supremacy does jared kushner know he's a globalist (laughs) that's i i i don't know i don't know if he knows that's what's so confounding yeah and of course ivanka also converted and and she's jewish as well but yeah. sometimes and, and I don't I don't believe you know for all we may say about Ivanka I just my gut tells me she's not a nationalist no and I, or at least at least I I think of her more as a globalist I I would think yeah yeah, yeah. It, that's where you could sell scarves well they, they're exactly right and you know what that's a that's a perfect point to make because this is all about the entire Trump administration is about enriching the Trump family I mean let's be perfectly clear this is about Russian money this is about Saudi money this is about furthering the Trump brand. Uh, It's about selling shit, and it's not just about Donald Trump himself selling shit, but it's about his kids selling shit Mm -hmm. in perpetuity beyond his eventual death. It's Uh, nice to have a president who finally cares about his kids. That's exactly right. But of course, he doesn't really. He doesn't. He doesn't care about his kids at all. He just. Of course not. Not really. Not only. Only financially. Only economically. And and they do this exactly what you've described at the expense of this democracy. Right. Right. It's not about. Uh, anything but empire for Donald Trump. This is about like Walter White in Breaking Bad. This is about empire for him. This is about mm-hmm. global domination of the Trump brand. Why strive for actual accomplishments, Buzz, when you can just make them up? Which oh, is, yeah, well, he's been he's doing that doing. all along. Well, he's been, he's been doing that all his career. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, he's doing things. And again, we're going back to the pandering that he's doing right now. It's just... It's thick as molasses now. Just the pandering that's coming out of his little anus mouth. He Panders are not extinct. Yeah. Uh, he did this again uh, regarding uh, Title IX and transgender Americans, right. uh, where now the executive branch of the federal government is uh, singling out and stigmatizing transgender voters. You know, this is entirely about uh, pandering to the people who are concerned about transgender people molesting their children in bathrooms, which is the the biggest bunch of nonsense. Talk about voter fraud being phony baloney, a phony mm-hmm. baloney excuse for ridiculous laws to be passed. This is yet another one. Fabricating bullshit out of their head and then trying Based. to figure out... 
Yeah. Based on fear, which is yep. based on ignorance. We know where fear comes from. It comes from ignorance, a lack of awareness, a lack of understanding, a lack of exposure, uh, fear of the unknown. You, that's where fear comes from. Yeah. And uh, this is this is based on that fear. And again, this fear has been used politically, clearly, mm-hmm. but it's a very real fear for the people who are the targets of this. Yeah. And, and just as it is with immigration or the war on journalism or whatever else uh, may be the case, Muslims certainly uh, feel yeah. targeted by this. You know, so the, li- the list goes on of people who are victimized by this. But this is truly frightening. Uh, telling a, a group of people, uh, 1.4 million people, that uh, they don't count, that they aren't to be counted in census or anything else, uh, that uh, they are what they were given at birth, at least according to their birth certificate, mm-hmm. and uh, there's no changing that. And if you dispute us, we'll make you take a DNA test. Yep. That's how ugly this Trump proposal actually is. Yep, yep. They want to adopt a definition, quote, on a biological basis that is clear, grounded in science, objective, and administratable. That's the administrable? Right. Is that even a word? Administrable, yes. Administrable. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and, and of course now with this, if science will give them fear among the red hats, of course they're going to use science. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't about making the red hats afraid. This makes transgenders afraid, uh, deathly afraid, and with good reason. Transgenders yep. have been murdered in this country. Yep. Uh, and and what is it? I think twenty one uh, last year and twenty one this year, roughly. Uh, I forgive me if those numbers aren't precise, but it gives you mm. some idea yep. of how often this happens. A couple times a month, apparently. Uh, this is this is horrifying, and this doesn't help. But it goes back to Obama's attempt to end. Discrimination against transgender people. Yeah. He made that move, and that struck fear. Uh, nobody did this. Uh, it wasn't done po- for a political purpose. It struck fear into the hearts of the Christian right, of Christian conservatives, of conservative voters who identify as evangelically Christian. Mm-hmm. And so th- there was a there was a visceral response uh, from that important part of the Republican base. Yeah. So uh, it, it became very important to Republicans then to overturn this, oh, the horror of it all, transgender people going to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and so that that's that's where this fight started, and this is uh, Republicans' chance to appease those conservative Christian voters and to go after the transgenders again. Right, right. Well, you know, you look at something like the climate crisis, and they'll uh, Trump will reject all the science that's surrounding and proving the fact right. that we're in the midst of a human created climate crisis in this world and at the same time uh, they'll just make up science like the science that they're talking about here uh, with regard to uh, transgenders it's making uh, making a lot of us just screaming he can't keep getting away with I know, it I know he can't keep getting away with it and he keeps getting away with it he does indeed <laughs> right <laughs> and, and this is a case where uh, they're just making up science and ignoring yeah. actual science. Uh, that's and I wanted to speak to that. Uh, they're claiming that th- their decision, that their policy going forward, is based on science. The biological condition with which you were born, mm-hmm. uh, they're saying, determines. Well, they're not taking into account anything else. But yeah. it, it, it's just ironic and disgusting that of all the times that the Trump administration would claim to side with science that this would be the occasion. Right. Well, you know, Buzz, let's wrap up with some good news here. Uh, Please. Going back to the midterms, the the good news is that the United States Cyber Command began its Mm -hmm. first cybersecurity countermeasure against individual Russian operatives to prevent them from interfering in the the midterm election. So that's that's good news. So there's actually something happening inside the national security apparatus of the American government in which they're trying to safeguard our most sacred... Uh, our sacred uh, institution am, uh, in, our, in an American democracy. Am I, am I to understand these are retaliatory cyber attacks? Uh, the campaign involves attempts to deter Russian operatives from spreading disinformation, including telling them <laughs> that American agents know who they are oh, and okay. what they right. are doing. 
Defense officials did not say how many people they were targeting or which methods they were using to send messages to suspected Russian operatives. But yeah. uh, but I, I tell you what, on the Daily Banter, we had to actually shut down the commenting section of our articles at the Daily Banter because they were being so heavily infiltrated by not just suspected Russian trolls, right? obvious Russian trolls. <laughs> These were very clearly Russian trolls with the usual array of numerals at the end of their uh, troll handle. And, and you know what's scaring me, Buzz, is eventually okay. when they figure out that, oh, we can tell their, who they are by their handle, they're going to uh-huh. start using more and more clever profiles to back yeah. up their, their little They're campaign. never very good at that, though, fortunately, <laughs> at least so far. Even even in 2018, they're still having trouble with the English language. Right. So, so we have that going for us. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we can always weed them out by the your, your thing. Or, you know, Indeed. Uh, okay, so we're going to talk about Roger Stone coming up here on the Postmortem Show. By the way, uh, on the Postmortem Show, if you want to hear the Postmortem Show, you have to go to our Patreon page. Go to bobseska.com and click the all-caps Patreon link. It'll take you right to our Patreon page. If you sign up for just $5 or more per month, you get two Postmortem Shows per week. And what that is, is that's extra content for Buzz and I, or Jody Hamilton and I, or T-Rex and I, or Kimberly Johnson and I. We'll just keep talking after this end credits music uh, uh, stops playing. We just keep going. It's just like... It's mostly, like mostly, uh, mostly about sex. Exactly right. It's about sex. It's about... Uh, <laughs> it's, about it's about the Uber of erections. Is what you're we you're just going to have to pay to get in, but it's worth <laughs> it. You'll be glad and... That's right. Be fine. And uh, and so we just keep talking. It's sort of like the overtime segment on Real Time with Bill Maher. It just keeps going after the credits roll, mm-hmm. and, that's and right. we, we just keep talking. And so that's that extra bit of content is the post-mortem show, and you can find that at our Patreon page. Go and sign up. Please do. We'll see you over there, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.